0: Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty on licking non-vanilla with your hosts ralph
1: greco jr and m christian
0: hello everybody welcome to licking non-vanilla you've landed here once again i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's the way it is <laughs> uh, i am one of your hosts uh ralph greco jr and i'm on the crazy east coast of uh the United States, and across across the country for me, but not a, not that far from my heart ever, is uh, my co-host, and his name is
2: Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian from the Green actually kind of brown right now, Wilds of Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, yeah. It's been hot there, right, Chris? It's been warm. For here, it's been warm. I mean, yeah, for been, the rest of the country, it's nothing, but for here, it's hot. It's been warm in Jersey, too,
0: that usual mugginess in Jersey.
2: Yeah, you now, have humidity. Ew. Oh,
0: yeah. Good times. Good times. Like soup. <laughs> Now, we're lucky today because we have a guest, a lovely guest, and we're going to have a good time with her, have a good conversation. My name is Allison Ray. Hello, Allison. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Ralph?
0: Good, good, good. Allison, um, you don't have to give us specifics where you're located, but is it warm there? Uh, how's the weather where you are?
1: I'm in Los Angeles, and, uh, okay. you know, it, it was really hot last week, but it's kind of cooled down uh, mm-hmm. this this past week, which has been all right. But it's still warm. Still warm.
0: Yeah. Well, Chris, I would venture to guess that wherever Allison goes, it's hot. Right, right Chris? <laughs> <laughs> As I slipped that in so subtle,
2: <laughs> subtle, uh, really subtle.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> how how long have you? Because I, I I know these facts, so I like to ask facts. But I, I know these facts. It's it's that the old um, the lawyer trick, right? Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. But um, mm. I know these facts. But I figure let's let our audience get to know these facts if they don't know you, and I'm sure a lot of them do already. Uh, how long have you been in the in the adult business in the in shooting scenes and that kind of thing?
1: I am coming up on my nine-year anniversary next week.
0: Wow. wow! Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's been a long time.
0: <laughs> so the the advent of digital, or, or, or you you so you were around with with DVDs, I'm assuming, or ju, or just near the tail yes. end of that. Okay. Uh, I would say right. I
1: would say like maybe not like exactly the tail end, but like pretty close. I I had a few okay. box covers. I mean, they're oh, still okay. making DVDs, but like. It's yeah. The, being on a box box cover was still a big deal when yeah, I got it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Remember that, Chris? We we would talk to t- some talent, and uh, and and even Chris and I wrote for some of those boxes, and I remember that being a thing. You know, the
2: mm-hmm. oh, I,
0: I was I got a box, you know, uh, a cover, which is pretty cool. Um, and I mean, you don't. Of course, you wouldn't remember this. Chris and I go back to 8 millimeter. When you know back in the day, <laughs> they were showing us they were doing hand shadows on rocks. That's how far back. <laughs> but, uh, but it, so that that progression of nine years, what would you say is the is the is the biggest? If there is one one significant change, and just not just the technology, how things are digital, but what is what what's the overall? What 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 do you find is the is the biggest change in things? The big pro- progression that you've seen I would
1: It's the way that talent has been humanized on set, like, with, like, the crews that we work with. I think talent has a lot more uh, bodily autonomy and agency, and uh, there's a lot more of us, like, willing to advocate for ourselves than there used to be, because now there's not such a threat of, like, you know, if you're not, like, super amicable on, you know, like, if, if you ask for a specific kind of lube you're immediately a diva you know or something like yeah, that yeah. and now uh, because performers don't necessarily need studios studios treat us a lot better because that's of how big social media has been yeah just I would yeah. just say like the way that performers are treated
0: that's really interesting yeah I mean I, I would say that the more power, for want of a better term, the autonomy, like you said, the power and the mm-hmm. that you that performers have, and I mean this is true of every medium, right? I mean this is true of music, and I know in the music business, and you know, the more power the creator has, the more they can they can stretch their their needs and wants to a uh, and not be seen as a diva or you know uh, as a, or as a hard person to work with. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. When yeah. When did that sh- like? Was that a slow progression or all of a sudden you were like, oh my God, we have all this, do we have all this, we can, we have all this autonomy. Did that, like that? No, or no, Was it slow?
1: Definitely a slow progression and it absolutely like coincided with the uh, rise of OnlyFans becoming like a household name because, right. you know, like that's where like a lot of people were already creating independent content, but because OnlyFans like went mainstream so quickly, people we're able to make a living now making their own movies and like having the consumers buy direct from them rather than relying on companies to pay their bills every month.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that leads to the question, I think Chris and I always have this question all the time then with why then shoot with a company as opposed to only shooting for yourself or, Is the best world? Is the best of post possible worlds a hybrid world?
1: I think that depends on the performer. I I can't speak for every performer. I think some performers, you know, like maybe they're not super creative or they don't do well at like learning multiple skills in order to shoot their own content. So maybe they are better on set. Maybe Mm -hmm. some people are a little bit more um, performance have a little more performance anxiety in front of an audience, but when it's just them and their partner at home, like that might be fine for them. Uh, I love a hybrid model because uh, I I love being on set. I love the environment on set and just being around people who understand me and are very like accepting of me as a human with like sexual desires, whereas the rest Mm -hmm. of the culture is generally a little less tolerant of who I am. Um, and so, yeah, like I would say a hybrid model, the thing, the reason you like would shoot for a company, even if your only fans or whatever platform you're using is going, mm-hmm. it's doing really well and making you good money is because it's kind of like you're getting paid to advertise for yourself because that's a good point.
0: yeah. That's a yeah good point. So like companies
1: yeah. like are paying for ad traffic on the huge hub sites. And like your image might be used in that you know like in those yeah. ads and so people are gonna go and they have a built-in audience already and so if you do a really great performance you might be getting introduced you know you're, you're reaching a wider audience of people who then can mm-hmm. come and buy direct from you that's
0: a good point yeah that's a, that's a, yeah because you it's that um Cross pollination, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're doing something for, a, like, say, for a Brazzers or a bigger company, and you do your own stuff, and kind of everything kind of meets together. You know, um, I was introduced to that early on when Chris and I first met. Uh, I was introduced to a publisher, and and she said to me, which blew my mind. I, I didn't figure this concept because it, I, it was an ebook publisher from from erotica, and she mm-hmm. said, and Chris will Chris will second this. Oh yeah, publish as many places as you can and you know, don't worry about building a relationship with just one publisher because if somebody finds your book over here, they may search for your book over there, you know? So it's a kind of same thing like all these spokes of the wheel, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think because of the internet we're allowed to do that now, right? We have mm-hmm. we have access like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris jump in here. Give give a uh, give out oh, sure. give out some well, love.
2: And I do think that's a really wise course is to use the hybrid because there's certain things you can't do, certain things like you mentioned before you might be comfortable with that you just want to do by yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Ralphie just pointed out with our friend, the publisher, it's like it never makes any sense to me that when you would have like, you know, whoever makes anything to have an exclusivity agreement, that makes no sense. Because, you know, it puts all the burden of the work on that company and as opposed to having another company do the work for them. I think it's fantastic. Um, and that's really interesting too when you mentioned about the autonomy because it used to be you were behoven to the big companies and now it's like mm-hmm. so they meant the rules. Now it's like they may suggest the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yes. all, yeah. exactly. Because you can always say, Okay, bye bye, I'm doing it on my own and yeah. you know, it it still probably pretty much have pretty much the same results. So mm-hmm. I think you know, I'm not sure about your experience, but I know through Ralph and I, it seems like this kind of like totalitarian, our way of the highway, is kind of fading away, you know, because uh, yeah. they know that you can always go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think especially because, uh, you know, like we, we are living in still, you know, very like cancel culture, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. world that with the way that the... Industry as a community exists on, I guess now it's called X. It's still Twitter. It's still right, Twitter. Yeah, it's not Come X. Up, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> don't get, don't get me started.
2: We we have a yeah. short show, so.
1: Um, so the way that the you know the community is just so present there, and we are all talking. You know, we are everybody's talking. Like no no one director and no company like wants to be a part of you know another. You know, story of a girl like having issues on set, and because of that, uh, those companies are now having stricter rules for how crews are to behave, like when they're on set with um, talent, and that has given us a lot more protection. I think in the past, the offices that are like up in Canada were very hands off Mm -hmm. um, because there wasn't a lot of. I, I think social media was you know still it was all still smoke and mirrors there wasn't a lot of authenticity Mm -hmm. but as and i think covid kind of brought that out of everybody Mm -hmm. is like just really like figuring out who you are like we all had a minute to like self-reflect and everybody's kind of like showing up as like their more authentic selves and because of that people are speaking up more on platforms like twitter and then uh Companies don't want to get a bad reputation for working with people who are abusing girls on set, and so it's just true, made the industry true. safer overall.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, the transparency comes out, and everybody knows what's happening. Like you said, mm-hmm. good or bad, and and mm-hmm. and the bad news travels fast, like fire, like a firestorm, yeah.
1: very, very fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. given that, have have you the companies you still shoot with and for? Have you whittled whittled the field down? Like, do you find you're doing, you know, or or do you still spread, your, I, I don't want to use the word spread, but spread yourself in a in a certain, you know, still looking for other places or do you, or do you say, you know what, there's two or three I really enjoy and this is where I'm going to stay.
1: Um, I'm very open to shooting with pretty, I, I can't think of, no, I can definitely think of a couple of companies I wouldn't work for, but okay. I've never worked for them. I've always known I wouldn't work for them just because of
0: their type of
1: content. So nothing new. Yeah. um it's yeah like i i do primarily work with adult time i have a very close relationship with them because i've worked uh as crew and i help run their social media and okay. we just have a very close working relationship so a mm-hmm. lot of my work comes from adult time now. from really, adult
0: time yeah but, i see a lot of your your press is coming through and talking about adult time stuff yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah so there's that and then um other companies, like, I get hired once in a while for other projects, but not nearly the same volume as I do with adult time.
0: Adult time. And, you know, just, just to let you know, if they're looking for writers, we're here. Anyway, um...
2: <laughs> yes <or
0: nope>. It's <laughs> funny, they've <laughs> it's actually
1: really moved away from even writing scripts that mm-hmm. like they used to. Yeah, Oh, now, I know. The, but, we know
0: that for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah sure, it's yeah. very
1: much like Here's the concept for the website. Come up with something like on the day of the shoot, based on like who your performers yeah. are, what they kind of want to do. It's really interesting. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the yeah interesting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? That's what happens. We have to morph. We have to change. That's what you know, yeah build a better mousetrap. We we Chris and I have changed yep. how we do things and the things we we pursue.
2: Adapt or die. It, that's the rule.
0: Yeah. Right. So. Speaking of content, then, let's talk about your favorite kind of content to shoot, and then we'll talk about Mm. your your least favorite. What's your favorite content to shoot?
1: When you say content, you mean, like, my content?
0: Just scenes in general. If you had your druthers, you would say, this is what I want to shoot all the time. What would it be? I
1: would love to just be shooting, uh, like, authentic like very real sexual experiences like focused on female pleasure with a crew so that i'm not having to do all the extra work and heavy lifting of like filming it and i can just focus on you know what i love
0: right okay yeah well chris and i are all about female pleasure so we're right we're right (laughs) absolutely Um, (laughs) absolutely um so what's conversely what's your what's your least favorite
1: uh, virtual reality. Virtual reality sucks. <laughs> it, it's like, have you? has anybody ever, are, Like, do you know what the setup is like to film virtual reality?
0: No, Chris knows because Chris is Chris more is. of a futurist erotic writer. I'm not, so okay. tell everybody. Okay. It's, it's a, go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, it is, it's a nightmare for the performers. So I can talk about like one, I've only done a handful of them, so I'll talk about one okay. specific one. What they, they had the guy laying on a, a gym bench because they okay. needed him to kind of be suspended in air because we're in like a uh, like a seamless or it's not even called a seamless because there's multiple walls I don't even remember what it's called when it's like okay. four walls like it's like a green screen is it like a pod? no because it's just like it's just uh, um, what it rather. what is it called I don't know what it's called it doesn't matter it's, it's like a okay. seamless Good. but like more 360 instead of just like you know 2D Um, and so he was laying on that and then they have the cameras and they're usually two GoPros and they have them stacked up next to each other. So that the lens, the two lenses are like eyes and you're supposed to kind of look at them at the same time. Like you're looking at somebody's eyes and they're like, don't look at just one. I'm like, I have no idea how to look at a person's like two eyes at the same time. Like I'm always looking at one eye or the other. (laughs) Um, but you're having to look at it and then, like, kiss it. So you gotta, like, get real close to the camera and, like, (laughs) try to kiss it, but, like, it's just, like, right here. Meanwhile, you're having sex with a per, like, an actual human being who is laying there. They can't use their hands to touch you. They can't talk to you. You can't even make eye contact with them. Okay. It is the hardest scene to shoot of any kind because, like, i am very much like i like i said that's like I, if i want to shoot authentic pleasure like that is yeah, that right. is not the way i'm getting it because <laughs> yeah. like they're quite right. literally a
2: prop at that
0: point right right wow <laughs> yeah. see see chris we talk about this all the time because i mean i know this is the world happening around us and mm-hmm. but i didn't realize it was so st- st- um stifling you know yeah. and it's so odd to shoot that way, you know, so mm-hmm. so you would say, see, because I was looking for you to say, well, I hate anal or something, you know, like <laughs> I didn't know you were going to tell me, like, no, it's it's shooting specifically the way the way we're shooting as opposed to what I'm shooting that I don't like, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's really yeah. See, Chris, you and I talk about this futurist stuff all the time, and Chris is definitely a, more of a futurist than I am. In fact, if you can see his shirt, he says, "Future of sex is a the new the, the new." It's a site that he's now the editor of, and uh, we talk about erotica and future stuff all the time. And uh, I know it is hot; it's really hot. You know, I know that's mm-hmm. what people are looking for. But um, so, I read in the Vice the Vice article that you did recently. That was a recent article, right? The interview. Yeah, Vice? fairly
1: recently. Yeah, 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 it was
0: really it re- extensive, and, and it was with your your guy, right? So your guy was yeah. in the article too, which was great because I we got his perspective too. But you said i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna quote back to you what you said okay because okay. uh, you you made, you made a quote and I, I thought it was very very specific and 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 had a lot of lot of gravitas to it um porn sex is fun but not really pleasurable hey. mm-hmm. why isn't it pleasurable i know why chris knows why <laughs> and you know why but tell everybody who thinks they look at porn and figured you got to be having getting off fifteen times and it must be the greatest thing in the world? But tell us why it's not pleasurable.
1: It's not pleasurable because, well, I want to like I, I want to expand upon that quote because yeah, I, I know he kind of you know really. sure well, I just gra- that I grabbed that stupid
0: quote. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's that uh, like. When you're having sex for a camera, you're having sex for it to look good. When you're mm-hmm. having sex for yourself, it's so that it feels good. So yeah, there you go. because that's, you that's want it really to look good, uh, something that's super important is like trying to always see the penetration. Now, if you're going to see the penetration, I don't know if you understand human anatomy, but like it kind of disappears into the human that you're connecting with.
0: Yeah, last I checked. (laughs) Right. So the only
1: way you're going to see it is if you get it in from the side. And so we're having to open up our, like, you know, our hips in an unnatural way. So, like, when it would normally be, like, going in like this and, like, it fits because, like, that's the shape of the hole. Instead, Mm. I'm turning out so that you can see the hole. Oh, I see. But the thing is, the dick can't come this way because then his thigh is blocking the hole. So he needs to go this way. But my it's very head unnatural is 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 shaped like this and he has to go like this. So he's just jamming the side of my body so that you guys can see <laughs> what's happening.
0: Right, right, right. I always thought uh, you know right. the I, I it's it the 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 scenes too. There's a lot of you know, like a lot of like, you know which I don't you know I, there's a time and a place for everything. We all agree to that. I'm not saying there isn't, but sure. a, preponder- a preponderance of those is like the the and like really, I'm like it's just too much for me. I, just, <laughs> I can't I can't get my and I know what you're saying. It's it's <laughs> it's shot that way, but in reality, that's not even going to be pleasurable to either person. I don't think you know. So that's another one of those instances where I'm like, eh, you know, and at times everything's fine. At times, but like you're saying, the anatomy doesn't probably go with, the way we have to shoot it is not natural for the anatomy of our bodies. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why,
1: you know, that's why we're called performers, is because, like, you know, we might be, like like I've said a lot, like I have a lot of fun shooting, but, like, I'm usually not getting off, because also, not not only is it, like, it's not even necessarily about, like, the physical, like, it not necessarily being pleasurable because the anatomy isn't working, but uh, you know, I know a lot of people can relate to this, is, like, I really need to be able to drop into my body and, like, limit distractions in order to feel good, especially, like, I'm on SSRIs, you know, they kill libido, and so I Mm -hmm. really need to focus if I'm going to, like, try to, like, really enjoy myself and, like, feel the sensations that are happening in my body, and, Mm -hmm when you're on set, there's so much going on around you. You know, like some like you're opening up the camera, but you kinda have to like be looking in your peripherals to know where mm. the camera is without looking straight at the camera. You're thinking right. about like you have your internal clock going, like wondering when you know, you need to change right. up positions. It's just you're <laughs> thinking about you're thinking about literally Mm-hmm. thinking about like what's for lunch or like if you have lines that you're supposed to be saying in the middle of right the right after, <laughs> um it might be really hot the person might yeah. like you know smell like there's literally like so many things that could yeah. be happening that just are not conducive to like physical enjoyment
0: yeah that, that makes makes perfect sense i can see how that that, that this separation, you know, things are not the reality of the situation is, is not really conducive to what we think is happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let let me get let me give a, a quick ID here. This is uh, you're listening to Licking Non Vanilla. Um, so everybody out there who's listening, hopefully, there's well, this is this not going up, we you never go up live. This is actually our number, number <laughs> 51 episode, so hopefully, you know, people are listening. We do get a nice uh cross section of people. Um, so let's talk about. What's coming up for you? Let's let's talk about in the future. Do you you have you have some um, short range plans and long range plans and all that kind of stuff? Because people are going to be interested. So tell us what's happening.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I have a, a uh, like a adult time is kind of doing this new. Like it's not exactly like a. It's kind of a, sh- a performer showcase, but it's like a week long oh. thing so and that's all about authentic pleasure uh and it's kind of their new like their take on gonzo um so there is a solo episode uh you know where i have a real orgasm and they just like let me do my thing and i don't you know cool. like be yourself like as much as you can do not perform like that is right. the <laughs> prescription for so it's called uh, it's for how women orgasm mm-hmm. for adult time and then their new um uh boy girl site is called Up Close. And up Close, okay. Up Close. So, you know, in Gonzo, like the girl can kind of look at the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this series, it kind of opens with the girl talking to the camera. So it kind of seems like it's going to be a POV. And then mm-hmm. we introduce the third. So, like, it really, like, you're, I'm really, really with my partner. And then there's moments, it's supposed to be kind of split 50 50, almost as if the viewer is really in the room with us like a voyeur, like you know a mm. boyfriend that's like into watching you like g- gotcha. get fucked by somebody else or something like that right. not in a, like a cuckold way but in like a hot wife like you know we're having this sexual experience together right. kind of way um that's so cool. that should be coming out soon losing, losing <laughs> um So that's coming out soon. I am heading to Exotica, New Jersey, in November. I'm very excited.
0: I'll I'll see you
1: there because I'm in New Jersey.
0: I'm always there. So, um, Chris, you can't go. Well, you can go, Chris. Mm. you get
2: your ass ass out of here. Fine, (laughs) fine, (laughs) fine. I'll have wild sex in Oregon.
0: All right. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, So, you're
2: coming to Exotica.
0: Did were you there last year?
1: No, I've never been to one, so I'm really excited. Let
0: me tell you, last last year rocked, and I I don't know, I hadn't been, of course, none of us had been in a while, right, because of COVID, and even before then, it it really felt to me, I told this to Chris, it felt like it was getting a little flaccid, you know, it just was Mm -hmm. getting a little, the the bloom was off the rose, as we say, uh, but last year, man, it was rocking, and I went on the Friday, which is the literally the first day, and it's, you know, for press day, and, and I'm telling you, it was, I saw friends that Chris and I have there, and um, everybody, everybody was there, so are you yeah, going to be re- representing yourself or adult time, you think?
1: I'm actually going to be at uh, Queer Crushes booth. Uh, oh, okay. Representing okay. some of them, them and myself, uh, right. and they are a, they're awesome, they are a, uh, it's like a, a queer webs, like it's queer sex made by all like an all queer crew. Uh, oh, cool! Okay. okay, And it's yeah, they're awesome, and they're very much the same. Like where it's about like the authentic sex, like whatever it looks like. Like it doesn't yeah. have to include orgasms. Like it doesn't have to. I think their one thing is like you you have to use like a toy in some okay. respect is kind of right. like their one thing because like that's right. very normal for like queer sex. So yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, and they're awesome. That's just like cool. you know, big advocates for genuine, authentic experiences. That's cool. That's it's be, gonna be that's great. Exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris, yeah. she won't remember me when I meet her, of course, but um, <laughs> you know, we're we're instantly forgettable. But um I definitely come by and say hi. But so, yeah. Chris, jump in. <laughs> I, I've been I've been monopolizing the conversation. No, I mean, no,
2: no, no. I I love this. It's like I'm just. Really jealous that you guys all live, live on the East Coast, or at least yeah. have, have a way of getting around there. I mean, actually, you're yeah. in LA, but well, actually, LA is really active too, and of course, in New York. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm out here in the Pacific Northwest, which is not exactly known for the entertainment and uh, the adult entertainment industry. But, <laughs> but, right. but, you know, well, Ralph and I keep making plans, and we, we should talk about this sometime about going to, was it AVN in Vegas? Oh, What's AVN that, for sure. Yeah, well, for yeah,
0: sure. And, we, get, uh, we, we get the press every year and we just don't go. Have you gone to AVN, Allison?
1: Yeah, I've gone every year that it's happened, except for um, my first year in the industry. I was just so okay. new, and I didn't feel like
0: it would be worth right, it to go. right. Right, but well, exotic is your first time. Yes. Okay.
2: Well, let's make plans. Let's make plans for AVN. And was it is it January? January. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's oh, like I'd love the third to get there. Week of January. I want to get because Intenex is the same in, it, it, the same time, right? There's two, the two conventions, mm. right?
1: No, is I think right that was the thing is like this year, this past AVN, that yeah. is what it was, and I feel okay. like it was a shit show. It used to be like that, okay. but it was like immediately after, it was literally, like it started like four days after New Year's. It was way, and that was when Internext was, and so it was just too stressful on everybody so we were all really glad when they put it back to like the third week of January. I believe it that convention
0: is the week before. I think so. The the problem with all this, if you're if you're from spe- specifically from the East Coast like I am, and you want to do both conventions, it's it's a long time out in Vegas. It can mm-hmm. be yeah. a long time out there, and Vegas is a dangerous place in a long time. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't mind a roulette wheel, you know, and uh, so you know it can it can be very very dangerous. So. Uh, but Chris and I have been talking about going, and we we definitely have the press to do it, so just gotta figure it out, you know?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it's like, but it's kind of a bummer, like you said, that the 2 are. weren't, I mean, I can understand from the event perspective, because one after another, you're gonna burn out, they're gonna, yeah. you know, compete with one another, but like Ralph said, it's like, I don't know if we can spend three weeks in Vegas without yeah. either ending up, either yeah. in a broke or in jail, one of the two, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, so it's or like, oh, God. Yeah. Exactly. Got to roll roll and see which one we want to go to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It was nice because, like, I guess in the past when they used to coincide at the same time, there would be a lot of overflow. Like once the convention yeah. at Internet got out, then all the you know like tech guys would yeah. come over and like you know kind of check out all the girls, and right, that was right. cool. But this past year, uh, I don't know. It was just like. It was so many, I guess, like, looky uh, mm. instead of, like, people who were, like, really there because they were excited to be there. So yeah. the energy was just so different than any other year that I had experienced. And I'm, yeah, I am I think people just, you know, before this past year would come out to AVN because they, like, really wanted to be there. Yeah. And that, like, changed the full experience. So it was just a weird it was just weird and also weird not being at the hard rock um,
0: yeah, that's true yeah it wasn't. Yeah. yeah you know I, I don't know if if well, exotica was great, I gotta say and I, and I was very heartened by it because it was like, wow, I didn't know what was going to happen. I know what it was going to be like post-COVID because nobody knew you know we, we yeah. nobody really knows. but I think in in some ways, especially in the adult industry, we're still finding our footing. It's still mm-hmm. relatively new, post COVID, and I don't I don't use that new normal term because it pisses me off when I say it, because <laughs> I, I don't know so normal before. But anyway, uh, but I think maybe we're still taking some stuttering steps. You know, like th- like maybe that's the last thing we can talk to you about. Have you found? Because you said to me, COVID was it was a moment where we could take take a step back and reassess and think about maybe what we really want to do and what we didn't want to do, and but negatively what has been the effects of covid on, on the adult business have you do you do you see anything in that way
1: um i mean i guess well this isn't just the adult industry but yeah, no, there's definitely you know with with the economy and it, it just where it is because yeah. of how everything slowed down with covid and mm-hmm. you know like the stimulus like there was a lot of money spent to, like, keep the world turning. And, uh, yeah. you know, performers definitely, like, got hit with that really hard. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And it was just... Uh, I think we're still seeing a little bit of that, um, you, yeah, know, sure. that you know, post-COVID. But, you know, it's not unique to the adult industry. That's true. I, no, I everybody I would, everybody
0: that
1: Yeah, hit. exactly. So, I'm like, I think... I mean, it's primarily been... Pretty positive um, changes, yeah. at least That's in my great. experience.
0: That's good. I'm glad to hear that. You know, I'm glad that everybody is is still doing what they're trying to do what they did. Um, mm-hmm. What was my last question? Now I forgot my. Wow.
2: Well, I know um, in my little neck of the world, it seems like things are just kind of like still really kind of hesitating. Really, you know, it's like you know all the little communities are sort of like finally starting to peek their heads out of their burrows and look around Mm. Um, so it's like this is kind of real kind of nervousness it's like we're not too sure about what you know how the world has changed and so many people are just gotten used to like being at home so you know it's just like actually going out in public is so strange it's like it's so so alien
1: you know what I guess that is like um, one thing that I I, I, is negative is I have noticed like at industry events where it's you know um, where you used to see everybody would show up for you know the heaven and hell Halloween party or something like that right this last year like there were not a lot of people that I recognized and mm-hmm. the crowd like it was just like you know before like you could it was like sardines you could barely move yeah, through yeah. the crowd like everyone would yeah. be there and it wasn't packed like that this time so, hmm. you know, it's not like that's like a major thing, but it, it is different.
0: Um, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. it's got, like you said, across the board. I think it's true of science fiction convention, horror conventions. I mean, we're seeing it because Chris, Chris and I write in those fields too. And, you know, we see it. Mm-hmm. I see it at concerts. I mean, concerts are less and, you know, except for Taylor Swift. She's, you know, she's killing it. Um, <laughs> Single handedly
1: um, saving I, the economy, I hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> Single
0: handedly. <laughs> um, so, how much. Do you have a long-range goal where you're saying, okay, I'm in it for this amount of years? Do you have any no. of that, that in your mind? No. Okay, good. I,
1: I never thought I would be here for nine years. I thought I okay. would be here for like a maximum of three years and then I was gonna you know, move on and use my college degree. And I quickly realized that I don't didn't wanna use my college degree, I just wanted to good learn for you. about yeah. the things that <laughs> right. I learned with my degree. Um, that was good. and so I was like yeah so I was you know I found myself and it's okay and I was like I don't want to go into debt going to grad school because that was always my plan I was get my masters and I didn't yeah. want to go into debt so I always was like okay I'll, I'll, I'll stop when I'm uh, you know when I finish college and then I yeah. finished college and I was like well I still need to work and I don't want to do this so like I'll keep working while I figure it out and then it turned into I'll stop shooting when it stops making me happy and there was a minute when I was like, I have not been feeling good for a while shooting. Um, and then COVID happened. And then I resolved I as like, when I was doing myself reflecting and, and wh- what do I want to do? What do I not want to do? Mm-hmm. I realized I really want to be more selective about, um, n- less about the companies I work for, but more about the people I work with.
0: Yeah, makes and
1: sure. make sure well, it's the people like, make
0: up the company, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, no, yeah. I mean like, like uh, co-talent.
0: Oh, okay. P- fellow performers. Like,
1: yes. I you. Yeah, cause, okay. Yeah. because, You know, like, it is something, it's a very intimate act. No, ma- no matter how much we sanitize it on set and make it a professional environment, like, there's still, like, a person inside of me. And that's a lot. Uh, so, oh, yeah. just kind of protecting my energy uh, and taking care of myself has changed a lot. So, I'm still very much in that. Uh, mindset of I'll stop when it stops making me happy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I imagine like if I, I'm not sure if I want kids, but if I do decide to have kids, I think that's where I will stop at least for, you know, a few years and and just do mom things, but um, (laughs) I, yeah, I I really have no idea how long I'll be around. That's great. I've recently, I've recently learned that I know nothing and every plan I make is absolutely, wrong, and it's just not, everything <laughs> changes way too fast, and I don't have a crystal ball, and that's okay.
0: Well, <laughs> believe me, the one thing Chris and I say to all the time, and and most people our age say this all the time, and and people think you're being facetious, you know, you're just being a wise ass, but it's true. The older I get, the less I know. I'm, I mean, I might be more self aware of my own shit, right? But around me,
2: it's a crapshoot,
0: man. I don't know
2: what's
0: going on day to day. And then you, you put other people in the mix. You're like, they're all coming at me with their own shit. It's like, there's a lot of stuff, you know. So you usually don't have a clue. So yeah. real quick, before we have to say goodbye, just tell us uh, when this show airs and before, like within this week, I'm going to get a blog up anyway about all this. But And I'll put all your socials in. But tell us quickly where people can find you.
1: Um, I'm on pretty much every platform. The easiest way to find me on whatever platform you're curious about is on my website. Allisonrayfans.com. <laughs> you go to the my links tab and it's got all my links.
0: Okay, great.'ll yeah, we'll grab them in one place. Well, Allison, I don't know if we could thank you enough, so we're gonna just try to thank you a little bit. but thank you very. Absolutely. Thank you. It was delightful delightful yeah. and uh, thank
1: you guys for having me on i appreciate it
0: and you have you have all the great all the best success you know further success with everything i'm going to definitely see you exotically you won't you'll just yeah. become some crazy crazy fan she'll be like is this, is this long hair coming up and talking to me um well, but uh um,
2: it's just not as not your usual level
0: <laughs> yeah my usual level I'll, I'll, I'll try to amp it down it's a friday night i'll be a little quieter but um allison thank you very much and uh yeah. all, all all the best to you and um We'll get everything up and when we get it going in the blogs and the show you'll know about it so we'll be able to tweet and twat it all over the place you know <laughs> awesome.
1: Perfect.
0: thank you thanks, thanks again thank <laughs> thank <you>. bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs> well chris we did it again another show oh that was wonderful she's
2: fantastic she's wonderful. She's very
0: honest and you know and just i just i love talking to people about the the Whatever businesses is when they're when they're honest and and forthcoming and just just uh, just obviously enjoying their themselves and and have mm-hmm. a reflection and all that kind of stuff, you know.
2: Absolutely, so, and I, I really like the discussion about VR because oh man, I tell you, it's like you know <laughs> I know we're winding down, but it's from what I've seen, it's a even a butt to film it because yeah, it's like sure. you know. In fact, I, I read about something, this is a while ago, where someone had, I think it was one of the VR uh, adult companies, they had actually developed this head that is has cameras for eyes and microphones in the ears. Mm-hmm. And so the performers would react to this, and I thought, okay, that is just flipping creepy. Yeah.
0: Those robots in that, um, there was a video, a very famous, was it? Oh, I forget the name of the, the performer. But it was a video, and it was like all these robots and stuff, and and I remember thinking, the, and they had the eyes both, and I was like, this is too fucking creepy, you know? Um, <laughs> like, like uh, what's her name from Metropolis? What was her
2: name? The robot uh, Mara- of Maria. Mariah? Maria. Maria.
0: Right. Maria. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Chris,
0: and and on the on the on the on the subject of future stuff, let's talk real quick. So Chris is now the editor of Future of Sex, which is a uh, a website. Where are they based Chris? Are they based anywhere specific?
2: Um, well, the company is actually Australian, but it's it's futureofsex.net is the URL. Okay. And so, check it out. I'm just recently just, you know, took on the mantle of the managing editor, and it's a lot of fun, and yeah, it's a great site. I've been working with them for a long time, and I just recently got the job, but it's really a fun place. It's where you basically talk about everything to do with, like, sex, technology, and we even publish fiction now, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, the good thing, I think, I've always said this about Chris's writing. I mean, I'm a big, I'm, I'm, his biggest fan. But um, specifically, one of the things—well, one of the things he does very well. He'll admit this. He's not—he's not that humble. Um, he's, he's, he knows he's—he's a, he's a futurist and and a, and a fantasist in that way. And, and I think that he has an ability. He—I'm talking about you, Chris, like you're not here. But uh, he has an ability of, of weaving the the erotic and this and the sexual within within the speculative the future speculative and, and in, a, in a way that like guys like you know i mean although i don't know too many writers science fiction writers that did that chris you know i mean the guys that we love weren't really weren't really you know highland and asimov and ellison and those guys the big guys sheckley even they, they weren't they weren't you know, they kept their sex to themselves. But back in the mm-hmm. day, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can you name one guy that you can think of?
2: Oh, that a was- couple. Okay. Um, well, um, uh, Phil a Farmer. Uh, you know Farmer would always put sex into stuff. Bob Silverberg okay. always has a, well, a Silverberg, a bir- you're a, right? Yeah, has a and uh, Ted Sturgeon. Um, okay. You know, Sturgeon always had something in there, and you're right. It's like Heinlein was a little, a little bit, but yeah, those those come immediately to mind because yeah. there was like put a little sens, if not sexuality, at least sensuality it's in low, what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Farmer is very legendary about that. Farmer even wrote a very famous slash infamous book called Image of the Beast. Mm -hmm. Which was commissioned, I believe. Jean Marie, our publisher friend, would know more about that because Mm -hmm. Jean Marie is an expert in all things science fiction. But I think it was commissioned by Playboy that was thinking of doing a science fiction fantasy erotica imprint. And Mm -hmm. if you can look it up, Philip Jose Farmer's Image of the Beast, it is a. Frickin' wild ride, no, that's and cool. Farmer is just notorious for doing this kind of stuff. He I'm also wrote uh, Venus on the Half Shell, which Oh was, yeah, I've read that. Yeah, yep, yeah, which is he used uh, uh, Vonnegut's pen name of uh, the fictional writer yep. in Vonnegut, exactly. um, yep. Kilgore Kraut. Kilgore Kraut, and yep. yep but um, yeah, it's, there's not a lot of it. I mean that it's gotten more with the digital revolution. But yeah, yeah, check those out because they're they're fun books. And yeah, Farmer is just really wild. And even Piers Anthony has done some really oh, wild I read stuff. I read a Piers
0: Anthony. Yeah, I, yeah, he's definitely you know there, there's this one guy though, Chris. I don't know if you know this guy. He used to live on the west coast. He moved inward a little bit. Hmm. Um, he goes by the name of M. M. Christian. He's, he's <laughs> I, I think, is one of the one of the top guys in that field. But you got, he's a, he's a very difficult guy to d- get along with, though. That's the <laughs> he's, um, he's not genial, and he's not he's not you oh, know I-
2: like oh i am so i am so insulted
0: (laughs) uh well my
2: agent will be contacting you that's right my
0: seconds will be called your thirds but anyway (laughs) well thanks for listening everybody it was it was another great show thank you chris as always
2: oh thank you Rafi. it was always wonderful
0: and uh we'll talk to you next time this was uh we're gonna get this show up quickly um because she was just uh Allison was wonderful. Really, I mean Oh, absolutely.
2: Pure I love having,
0: I love ladies like that. We just have a real good time with them and we treat them as best as we think we can. But um, <laughs> okay guys, we will uh we'll see you next time on Licking On Vanilla. This is Ralph Greco Jr., one of your co-hosts. And over there is Chris, otherwise known as M.
2: Christian from the wilds of Eugene, Oregon. Yes, and we'll, we'll see you next time, kids. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> and visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.